Hi, one and all. Welcome back to Ensuing Confusion, your actual play RPG podcast. I am your host and game master and producer and official tap dancing turtle. Nope, not that last one. Just those first ones, Connor Sheridan. And I am so happy to be back with you today. Uh, I am joined today. I'm just going to go by the my little tags I got here by Cleric playing Myriad the Muscle. Hello, how are you? Uh, uh, Catherine playing Gadget the Mechanic. Thanks for joining us, everybody. By Kitty playing Quell the Mystic. Hello, everyone. And by Tony playing Augustine the Speaker. Who's ready for a race? I sure am. And that's right where we're picking back up. We uh, left off on a little bit of a cliffhanger last time with the the um, Subita Grand Prix finally kicking off the starter signal uh, exploding because it's a big cannon uh, and the, uh, the race beginning proper. And just as kind of a reminder of the stakes for, of where we are here, Augustine is out on the track on a sandwich. Uh, and Augustine is aiming to either win himself or maybe like help Zink win. It's not really, you know, it could go one way or the other. Um, but in any case, definitely don't want, um, quote, <laughs> Solomon Purple to win, uh, because that's the, that's the crux of the scheme of your rival, uh, Inish, Inishman purple. Mm. That reminds me that Augustine gave my necklace to Zinc as a show that, uh, they were in on it together. I have to remember to get that back. <laughs> Don't worry. It's unless like Zinc gets exploded or something. I'm sure there'll be time for you to get your necklace back. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yes, so, uh, right as the race were kicking off, we kind of got a pan of various important figures in the crowd. Not really a pan, more like a series (laughs) of quick cuts in this movie that doesn't exist. Um, (laughs) Yet. Yes. So we saw, um, speaking of Inishman, Inishman kind of leaning back and whispering some, you know, appointed words to her lieutenant, Vac Turnwise who kind of turned around and departed after seeing that um, Augustine was participating in the race. Um, seems like, you know, that uh, that might be leading somewhere. Um, right. Have... Leading some old hearts aflutter is what's going on. <laughs> it's been quite a while since Augustine the Wind has been on the track. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Yazoo, who seems to be uh, in the audience, probably probably like a box seat. You know, uh, what What good is being a PA officer if you can't um, exert your influence to get good seats at racing events? Um, uh, who has, you know, uh, picked up on the fact that Augustine Rigby and Augustine the Wind may in fact be one and the same. Uh, because, you know, Augustine Rigby cuts a unique figure <laughs> and you are literally the center of attention right now. Um, 
and let's see, um, we had, I think all, all of the Beluga crew, except for Augustine are kind of in the pits right now. Um, uh, Chalice is there as well. Uh, you know, you're the gadget being the lead, of course, of your, your pit team, uh, (laughs) for keeping a sandwich and just as importantly, your, your very, uh, specialized, uh, harness and, Oh, what are they? Saddle. Harness and saddle, chariot, mount. You know, it's a whole thing. Um, and good operation. Because, uh, as I think we're seeing as we cut in, um, it's important that your saddle be flexible and be able to move because Sandwich is a crab and this is darting down the, the pack sideways. Because um, <laughs> that's how crabs run. Uh, um I don't know if that's how all crabs run. It probably is. It's how this one runs. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think the the very first thing we start off with is we got uh, our engagement roll last time and you started in a, a risky position. So I think th- what that <clears throat> what that is represented by here is, uh, Augustine, you're still like, you know, it's like riding a bicycle. You never forgot how to, how to ride a lobster or lobster-esque creature. Um, but racing has changed a little bit since the last time you were on the track. And these, you know, these young kids are busting out some tricks. Uh, you know, uh, there isn't quite as much pomp and circumstance as there was when you were riding before. They just get out there. Um, so you're actually, uh, kind of near the back right now. Um, uh, which that is why you're risky, but, um, you can certainly make up for it. And I think we kind of zoom in. Let's see. Uh, yeah, as the, the racetrack kind of starts out from the stands. And again, this is very, <laughs> the point of reference here is the pod race in Star Wars episode one, because damn it, that movie had good parts. Um, and I think we're, we're moving right into, uh, a kind of the path leads down into a sort of, um, winding underground tunnel. Uh, you know, through a cave system under the, um, the, the sands kind of lead out into the, um, the sandstone spires. Is that spindles? Spindles. Uh, and in there is a, a winding underground tunnel. Uh, before you move, I should just explain these clocks real quick. Right now we have two clocks mm-hmm. to think about to kind of track the progress of the course. We have the race finishes, which is a four step clock. And we have control first place, which is a 10 step clock. So the race finishes will just increment forward, like basically every time we zoom in on you and you make a move. Uh, so it's just going to go forward one each time, because we're not we're not going to follow the race in detail at every step. That's that's not how these things work. Um, and then control first place represents your positioning. Uh, you know, the if you can fill it all the way, then you're in first place. If it's not filled all the way, then you're not in first place. Uh, with a rough correlation to your um, position, you know, because there's there's eight racers, ten steps, you know, we'll do the math after. But if you want to win, if you want to get that prize money and win your bet, by the time the race finishes, it uh, fills up, you need control first place to also be full. So... What is your first move as uh, all of the racers start to uh, pour into this underground cavern? Um, 
And while you're thinking about that, I wanted to point out that uh, Gadget, we didn't spend much time uh, talking about like how the prep work you did here, mm-hmm. um, because I kind of wanted to keep us moving at the end of the last session. So I'm going to give you one free flashback to say how you uh, worked with uh, the thing before. And that doesn't count as the free flashback you get from your ability. Nice. So, yeah. Keep that in mind. Anytime you think that could come into play, go ahead and jump in with a, with a setup or what, anything like that. So yeah, you're so you're kind of near the back of the pack, and everybody's move coming together and kind of uh, funneling into this uh, underground passageway. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'll just just kind of channel what I was feeling when I I rode tongue lash and was zooming through the the track before, and just try and get some speed going. Okay. So just, so just, just kind of get a feel for things. Okay. Um. So are you are you attuning with your uh, ghost witch or sandwich or are you helming uh, helming them? I was just I was just gonna helm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be a, a risky standard to kind of uh, see how you how you manage to position yourself as you uh, head into this this cave, which it. To your eyes, which are you know accustomed to this bright Suitin um, sun, is just pitch black. But uh, we'll see what it looks like once you get in there. Uh, so you can go ahead and give me. Oh, you did it. Yep, uh, three five five. Okay, so it was a risky standard, and you got a five. So I think what that looks like here is. Hmm. You do it. There's a consequence. You suffer harm. Complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. I think two things happen here. I'm going to give you reduced. Um. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you reduced effect. So you're only going to get one tick off of this. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense right now. Uh, all right. Reduced effect. One. So you have one tick, which you can resist. Um, but I'm going to ref- reflect that for now, because otherwise you'd get two ticks. Uh, and then the other consequence is uh, it's just a complication. And you notice that one of the other racers, like, it seems like they're kind of hol- holding back a little bit. Um, it's actually uh, Volley. Yeah, and you see that you kind of pass Volley without much trouble. Which is a little odd. Um, so they're kind of like it seems like they're they're holding back for some reason. Okay. So those are the two consequences. Uh, and I'm not going to resist. Okay. So we have our first tick on the race finishes clock, and you're at one, uh, one toward control first place. Um, now I wanted to cut back to the pit crew. Uh, I think you, where you are in the pits, you can kind of see, um, you know, you could see each other, you could see Inishman, you could see Vac. Um, is, is anybody investigating that further? Are you going to stick here, stick around here in the pits? I got to stick in the pits. This is, this is my jam. Totally is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I think you probably have it worked out so that um, Gadget can kind of work on the more like mechanical side of things, and then Chalice will basically be there to help you and be an extra pair of hands, or to like you know give the give Sandwich their like crab power aid, uh, you know, and like the little like you know how hamsters have the little bottle that they can like lick the the water out of. <laughs> Um, oh, I was thinking more like the culinary spices are definitely not illicit drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to make sure that sandwiches' electrolytes are replenished. I mean, sandwich is working hard out there. <laughs> are you doping your crab? <laughs> oh no! Do they test that? Test that here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, I think you uh, vac departs um, and. Uh, I think the kitten. No, no, that's probably all we see for now. Uh, and you know, we've just got the the roaring and the cheering of the crowd. Hmm. You know, mm. Quell sees how um, irritated Enishman looks, and sees Enishman kind of leaning back and speaking to her lieutenant, which is, you know always something to at least be aware of if not wary of when it comes to the purple family Mm -hmm. and so i think quell if quell can do something where she can i don't know commune with um the spirits the sands of the racetrack if there'd be a way for her to sense if there's any like disturbances, disturbances in the sand force, I guess, um, like uh-huh. any like pit pits that might have been put in, any traps, any like, you know, we had previously joked about like rigging the track, I think, and mm-hmm. I would not put it past the purples to have actually rigged the track in some way, especially after Solomon was like, "I'm not racing." Mm-hmm. Okay, but does that start with the letter B? <laughs> oh God! Uh, it, 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 do we do we do, can we say bad things? Booby traps. Booby traps. Looking for booby traps. That starts mm-hmm. with a B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if <laughs> Quell steps forward and you know kind of places her her palm to the sands, um, you could try to feel your way into that. It would be. Uh, Controlled limited. Yeah. Mm, okay. Controlled limited. And what can I do to attempt to boost that? Because I would I'd like it to be more than limited, honestly. But we only have a limited number of gambits and I don't want to use them because I know that we're going to probably need them for the race. Mm. You also cannot push yourself. <laughs> and I cannot push myself because what you'll see is Quell leaning forward to touch the sand and just like passing out from heat stroke. <laughs> She'd have trauma. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. Well, I think, let's see. I mean, obviously, you could get somebody to help you. You know, that's always a reliable way to increase your effect level. Um, or you could, you know, you could narr- you could change some- something of the way you're approaching this to... Um, push yourself more in that direction. Like, I suppose, you know, if you made, like, a grand offering right in the middle of everybody, you know, 
that would be riskier, but it might also have greater effect if you were using your your um, offerings. That's not necessarily what you have to do. I'm just trying to think of ways that you could get it up from limited. Mm. Go full weird. Partial cloudy already hates us. Go full weird. I, I My mind is bubbling around this connection of like, well, I'm just thinking of the sense that like, well, has already been electrocuted mm-hmm. <laughs> fully by the lightning wells. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm just wondering, and has the, the really interesting like lightning scar tattoos down her, her arms <laughs> and back. I'm wondering if she can somehow, and this would definitely make it riskier, call on the the energy of the sand or the sand whales the storm whales to like help her um get a feeling for the the sand beneath her uh by picking up some of the sand and kind of just like blowing it into the wind which might bring the storm wells and you know who doesn't want a good electric sandstorm who doesn't want a sandstorm (laughs) you are able to um spend your special armor to push yourself because of your warded oh yeah and you get two uses two uses of that per job that's true that's a really good idea too i'm glad somebody is paying attention to my sheet <laughs> <laughs> nice work Tony. yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to use my warded to push myself. I like that. Also, I really like the idea of causing like an electrical sandstorm, but we need to be able to finish the race, you know, mm-hmm. up to you. You could, uh, that would basically be, uh, I, I'd offer that as, oh wait, you can't do a devil's bargain and a push yourself at the same time. But if you, if you do it that way, then it would be standard it would be risky standard um if you spent your special armor it would be you know risky great but if you do it the controlled way where you're just kind of you know padding the track and just kind of connecting with the the spirits here it's controlled limited by default or if you spend your warded or your special armor controlled standard i want it to be risky great okay why would i not want it to be risky great (laughs) that's i I get you i follow you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just re- sandwich will just be remember. Sandwich is underground. For now. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm we assuming the whole know. race doesn't uh, last underground. Look, no, no, it's uh, probably 500 know. meters. There's going to be a lightning storm, okay? <laughs> or a sandstorm. <laughs> and if it is a sandstorm, I'm sure Subita's had those before. We don't know that like half the racetrack's just going to fall off into the upwelling. (laughs) (laughs) These are all things that we have no clue could potentially happen. I'm just calling on the spirits. You know, I have this connection. They're pretty big, strong spirits. And maybe they can help me, you know, understand the spirits of the the local land Mm -hmm. and see if there's any disturbances in the sand force. (laughs) Uh, so go ahead and mark off one use of your special armor there. Okay, uh, got and it. And then make this roll. All right, this so... Risky, great, a tune. Risky, great, 
and I have no bonus dice, right? Because I, I just changed it from, con- somehow I changed it from controlled to risky, but I turned it from limited to great. Okay, yeah, because I pushed myself and I am, you know, just blowing some sand in the air like one does. Mm-hmm. You're, totally well, you're bringing normal. in those, these lightning whales is making it inherently a riskier situation. <laughs> I'm just communing with the spirits of the land and the air. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really scared this is going to go poorly. <sighs> it's okay. The whales are your friends. Mm-hmm. They are. They electrocuted me out of love. I've had <laughs> multiple dealings with them. They electrocuted me out of spite. <laughs> Convenience. <laughs> Look, this could have gone worse, but it could have gone way better. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? We all get a turn being electrocuted by these whales. Okay, then the highest number was a four, which is still passes, right? Uh, yeah, it's a, a four is a mixed success. Uh, uh, success is the keyword. Yep. So on a uh, risky four, uh, just like with Augustin, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. Um, <laughs> desperate means XP. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think what you see here is it's almost I like electrocuted again. <laughs> uh, hmm. I'm it's trying to think of a turn. But <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Sorry. There are other people to electrocute here. No, I'm trying to Not think of Not Chalice, a... though. Poor baby. <laughs> I think the image for this is as follows. We actually, the camera pulls back um, wide, wide shot um, from Quell's yeah, face, you know, um, focused uh, with the sand scattering out from her from her palm. Um, uh, back, back, you know, we see the racetrack. Back, we kind of start to see the general shape of Subita. Um and then uh, we see the clouds around and underneath Subita start to break. Um, and we see that the, the lightning whales, um, the storm whales, are starting to... They're emerging from the clouds underneath them. Um, and uh, when the, as they break around them, uh, we actually, the camera sees... Uh, deep within, you know, it looks like there's more of those ships that you ran into before. Um, the ones that just kind of mysteriously surfaced and, and uh, dove again. Mm. Um, but the, close, the clouds kind of like close back around them. But I think we just get enough of a moment to see that there are a lot of them down there. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember anything about those ships, but they sound menacing. Uh, remember that was the one the that, we, that we gave a decoy. Uh, had to give the relic to. Yeah. The oh. one that I pole vaulted to, and it was like a ghost ship, and then I, I left. Yes, yep. I do. Okay, so they might be displeased with us. <laughs> well, we'll certainly find <laughs> out. Uh, and the whales, uh, hearing, hearing you call out to them, they st- strike out a bolt of lightning into the side, the the sands cascading off the side, and we see uh, it traveling through the sands and just leaving, like, those, like, cool sand glass tubes behind them as they go. Oh, yeah. Um, what are they called? Like, fulgurite, I think. Yes. Yeah, I, I knew I could count on you for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And yeah, it arcs through the core of the of the I almost called it an island. You can tell it's been a while since we played mm-hmm. uh, of the Landberg. Um, uh, and uh, on its way, it passes. Uh, let's see. Here's where I have to decide what, how I want to inflict this consequence. <laughs> oh God. It's going to be like when people go to watch The Tingler. They're all going to jump up from their seats. (laughs) Yeah, I think the consequence is limited effect. Um, uh, Because the... As the lightning arcs through you and it finally reaches you, um, you know, it's depleted to the point that it kind of feels like... Have you ever touched, like a faucet or something and there was like something wrong with the electricity so it had a little bit of a current I mean I've accidentally put my finger on the inside of a lamp when I was changing the light bulb and that sucked (laughs) yeah but it it wasn't like it didn't like horribly injure you right it was just like oh that was unpleasant yeah (laughs) yeah it's 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 like that but more of like a you know a shock than anything um, as it finally reaches you and you see this image of um, it's like it's like a crest, um, a crested point, a high point out in the somewhere uh, surrounded by. Um, it's actually hard to see the surroundings around it. There's there's some of the um, uh, the I keep forgetting them. The spire? Spindles. (laughs) You see some of the spindles around, um, and you see uh, three people there, uh, and you recognize some of of them offhand as just some of the folks that showed up to move out the crate of bricks. Um, And they are kind of camped out. Uh, Looks like they've got a good little position um and they have a couple of plungers like not toilet plungers like dynamite plungers <gasps> um uh with them and you know the wires kind of trailing off uh, looks like it kind of leads elsewhere around this like this crest that you're seeing but unfortunately the reason that it's reduced effect is that uh you know it that signal takes so long to get here that it's kind of jumbled like you couldn't really follow this signal back you mm-hmm. just know, you just kind of know this, this image that you've seen, um, and um, who's, you know, who's doing it. Okay. So I don't know, like, exactly where it is. I basically have, like, a snapshot in my head. Yep. Okay. Well, I would Im- immediately relay that to two people. One would be my wonderful friend Gadget, who is uh, a native to Subita and a huge fan of sand racing. And so may be able to place where this snapshot is taking place by my description of it, mm-hmm. even though I wouldn't be able to. Mm-hmm. And two, to Myriad, because this sounds like somebody's going to need a serious ass picking, and that's Myriad's specialty. <laughs> so I let them know that I have this concern that there may be um, an unfortunate incident that's going to occur and that it seems like the purple family may be involved because at least some of the people there are the people who came and picked up the boxes of bricks. 
you know, funnily enough, this, you know, exploding the racetrack is actually against the rules in lobster racing. <laughs> um, and I would know this as number one lobster racing fan. However, uh, my information might not be the most current. So, Connor, would you be okay if I make an insight check to see if I could pinpoint this? Uh, well, we're not playing Dungeons and Dragons, so no. You could make a fortune roll. Um... I didn't say. No, you only resist things with insight. I'm sorry. Uh, a fortune roll with study to kind of see what you get out of out of Quell's description and how it lines up with what you know. I think that makes sense. I study the heck out of lobster racing tracks, so I may not mm-hmm. have seen this in person before, but I definitely know what where she's talking about. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you know it. Um, and the, the thing about this, the thing about racing here is that the race course actually changes very frequently because the whole damn island changes, right? Landberg, mm-hmm. the whole damn mm-hmm. Landberg changes. Um, I'm not, I swear that's not a bit. Um, <laughs> uh, but fortunately, you know, you were, this is kind of a part of the course that's been used mm-hmm. before, you know, it's kind of a favorite. It's called the bowl. Uh, it's a large sand rock bowl with kind of a, a tall rock wall at the top. And you know that racers have to stick to the side of the bowl like a velodrome kind of um, until the official uh, officially demarcated exit point or they'll be penalized. They'll have to do a penalty lap. So yeah, you've got a, a pretty decent idea of where that is. I'm going to Google what a velodrome is because I don't know. I think I used the right word. Uh, yeah, it's those big, like, um, they use them for bicycle races. Um, it's a curved, uh, kind of banked, uh, arena so that Uh, the racers don't have to bother turning. Like the, the bank just does it for them. Oh, that's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Say I learned something (laughs) from lobster racing. Mm -hmm. Every day. All right, so yeah, you get you get all this, uh, Myriad. What what are you gonna do? Um, what is Myriad gonna do? What would Myriad Star Spindle do? Do you have a bracelet with that? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we make one? W W W S D. Um. Let's see. Myriad Star Spindle is, on one hand, wondering how seriously Solomon Purple took Gadget's uh, tantrum (laughs) (laughs) to not be racing at this moment. But Mm -hmm. also, did Inishman really just send Vac off to tell people to blow up the the race that that Solomon Purple's spouse is racing in right now? Uh, you don't know what those explosives would do, you know. But that's that's uh, it, could, it could blow up the whole track. It could just uh, do something in in particular. Um 
but yeah, I mean, they're, they're explosives. They're dangerous. That is the puzzle piece that I have. Those are the puzzle pieces that I'm putting together right now as Myriad Star Spindle. Um, that doesn't seem very family um, of Inishman. Inishman's not very family. Um, I don't... That's... That's um, spicy. I don't like that. Vin Diesel would be extremely (laughs) disappointed. You know, Solomon would be very disappointed to hear about this. Um, Maybe. But I'm not going to go running to Solomon about this because I'm not married to Solomon yet. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think Gadget needs to stay in the pit. Maybe. But Gadget knows Subita best and knows where this is happening. We need to we need to we need to like cut these wires, right? To stop or beat up the people that are at these detonators. One or the other. Right. But I, I like don't... her saying one or the other when the answer is clearly both. Okay, both. <laughs> we need to do both. Yeah. Gadget, you're they right. You are the smartest person know. here. Um we need to do both. <laughs> But okay, currently, so. Augustine is racing, and we need people in this pit. So, what do we do? I mean, we have Chalice. Chalice has been working at the chop. Chalice is good with uh, that kind of of stuff. Yeah, I think um, from your understanding of how this works, two people would probably cover it. Um, in fact, I'm sure there's regulations that like not too many people can work on it at once. Otherwise, you know, you just bring the whole gang. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm so... useless in this pit, so I'm leaving. <laughs> I think, I think the other thing to think about is Augustine is going to hit this area where the explosives are planted before he ever gets around back to the pit, which means that like, if we're quick enough, we can go and take care of the problem and get back before Augustine would get back to the pit. That's assuming that they do it on the first lap. Yeah, I Wait. think there's uh, four laps and each one probably takes about 15 minutes. It's about an hour long race. Oh, do they not have to go through all of the parts of the track every lap? Uh, they do. Yeah, it's the same. it's the same course every lap. But they might not um, blow it up every, like, they might not blow it up the first time. That is true. Might, they might not. Mm-hmm. It might be a fail safe. Although. If fake Solomon isn't winning, then they'll use it. That's a very good point. Although the other thing that I'm thinking about is um, if Gadget lets us know that in this area, this very, like, uh, often used portion of the track, that if you don't stick to the edges, you have to do a penalty lap. Um, I'm wondering if their intention is not actually to cause like harm to a person, but to somehow drive people off the edges so that um, they have to do penalty laps, which would ascent- give people who were not driven off the edges an advantage. Like I suspect that that um, Solomon Purple's partner knows where those explosives are and knows exactly where they should be 
Yes. That makes sense. What are you gonna what are you gonna do with this terrible information you now have? I think the safest bet still is to deactivate all of the explosives and beat up those people. Okay. Is Myriad gonna go uh on their own? Or are you gonna grab some help? Myriad's gonna go on their own, but if someone wants to come with, that's fine too. <laughs> I just need directions. Let me know where <laughs> yeah. it's at. I think we should go with Myriad. I think that I think that there's we saw in the snapshot at least three people, and I would suspect they're probably armed. And I think if we want to try to cut the wires to these explosives without potentially setting off the explosives ourselves, because I mean I think cutting why detonator wires is okay, but I don't know. We'd probably want to bring Gadget, because <laughs> Gadget would be able not only to deactivate the balls, but Gadget could probably just, like, reuse them in some brilliant, fantastical way. I will say that, Gadget, you know the bull is mm-hmm. uh, not super close, and you're not riding super fast lobsters like the racers are, so there's a good chance you would not be here at the pit. Uh, mm. And we need somebody to stay behind. Uh, <sighs> I think it should just be two of us, so that way one person can stay back at the pit with Chalice. And don't worry, I'm pretty unstoppable. I can engage a small gang on equal footing in close combat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and Quell, you're quite attuny with, you know, spirits and creatures, so I, I have a plan B. So the purpose of the pit crew is to ensure that Augustine does well at the race. If he needs any assistance, we're there for them. But um, I'm checking my inventory here and permission to get a little bit weird because I still have a filter in my inventory. <laughs> oh my god. And in spirit of traditional races, uh, it's not a race if nobody's cheating and that's the secret to winning. <laughs> Uh, performance enhancing drugs <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Augustine had all the filters I think one of them was a fake filter one, one of was those... a fake filter and we and that's the one that Chalice took and that's how they got a little bit harmed initially um, oops my bad um... <laughs> uh, let's see oh no I knew that yeah, I this was going to bite us in the butt um <laughs> Season yeah, finale, thought, come on, let's go full weird. <laughs> yeah, because I thought Augustine had the case with the remaining filters. I wrote down that you were disappointed in me. And <laughs> well, yes. That's, that's that the was the important. Yes, I think, thanks. <laughs> Gadget, I think you had a filter, but you gave it to Shad. No, Shad yeah. kept one themselves. I remember that. There were only And I think that's the one you replaced with a fake, right? Yep. There were three filters? Yes. There were three, yeah. Yeah. You gave that so filter to Shad. Uh, yeah, Shad has one legit filter. Uh, Chalice has taken one legit filter. And the one remaining filter uh, we rolled, like, when <laughs> when ah. Chalice took out of the case, uh, with the understanding that, like, the, all of the filters are in the case. So. Yes. All right, all right, all right. You could flashback to say that you grabbed it, uh, but yeah, I don't think you just—I don't think Gadget just has it. 
Nah. Sandwich is going to wind up like glowing blue, like blue fiery sandwich. Well, we still have our culinary spices slash illicit drugs. So That's we, we could still. <laughs> and it wouldn't be I the mean, Beluga crew if we didn't make this somehow food related. Well, my, you... my, conce- my concern is what is the reaction going to be? Because you're assuming that <laughs> it's going to be good. Can you give crabs cocaine? Because okay. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know. Do they have little nostrils? It's, it's uh, you know, it, uh, Chalice drank it when they used it. So. Oh, gadget works Wait, with machines cocaine? and computers. All right. And you can definitely overclock a computer. And everything always works out well in the end. <laughs> like, I'm going to overclock this crab. Well, <laughs> come here, buddy. Tell you, uh, tell you what, like, we can keep that in our back pocket. <laughs> if you want to flashback to have lifted a filter, um, then we could totally make that happen. But there's no need to, you know, get into the, the logistics of it right now. Um, so, who is going with Myriad? I guess I would ask. Uh, Gadget, mm-hmm. Gadget, do you feel more comfortable knowing that you are our, our sand racing maven, being the one here to oversee the pit crew when Augustine gets here because you would know the most about um, servicing the crabs and the saddles? Or do you feel more comfortable going and dealing with the mechanics of the explosives? given that you're the one who's most technologically minded. Well, I've been looking for an easy out this entire time because I'm kind of conflicted here. Zinc is my <laughs> hero and I'm working for Augustine's team. <laughs> I got this. You you handle the pit. Miriam and I will All take right. care of the explosives. Okay. You watch yourself because those were some beefy brick, brick building brick wielding individuals over there and if you see brick say hi for me (laughs) uh okay so let's see um yeah i think we we cut on uh myriad and gadget making their exit you know probably heading for uh a, a sand boat that you could grab to uh to follow I mean, you've been getting around on the Landbergs somehow, so I'm guessing you have you have a, a rented sandboat or something. What you need to do, Gadget, is climb on up to the motor of the sandboat and start spitting gas into it. <laughs> We've learned this. It'll make it go faster. Uh, it's I think it was lemon juice. Yeah, lemon juice. Uh, you you borrowed it from Allison, so if you mess it up, that will reflect poorly for Augustine. Because I was just trying to think of ways that you would just have ready access to one. But you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you might not like Allison. Maybe Allison feels like a replacement pseudo daughter. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's it's her it's her junker. She's working on it. Um, it's got like half of its uh, on blocks in her front yard, but she put it back together <laughs> for you. Um, and yeah, I think we'll cut back to uh, Augustine here. Um, uh, some, you know, that was the first lap is finished basically. Um, 
And I think, let's see. You're now coming up on a, uh, yeah, a narrow canyon straightaway. Um, and it's uh, narrow enough that the only way past is mm-hmm. over. Um, you know, it's to the point where, like, uh, it's really just, like, single file, basically. But, hey, if you can get some verticality, you can move through. Um, and uh, you've started to move kind of more toward the front of the pack. Um uh, it's actually, I'd say you're more like in the middle of the pack now, because you do only have the one tick on the clock. Um, and I think Zinc is, uh, Zinc is in front. Um, and you actually see, uh, Volley, who had started to fall behind on Tongue Lash, um, kind of like moving into position in front of Marzell Lively, uh, on Gungaboat Gary. Um, (laughs) and you actually see, um, true to form, uh, from kind of the, the chariot, uh, trailing behind gunboat Gary. Um, no, actually, I think it just emerges from gunboat Gary's carapace because we wanted like, (laughs) we we wanted, uh, weird, like biomechanical (laughs) stuff to be part of this world. So it's time. Dang it. Um, uh, a cannon. That's why they call him Good About Gary. Um, and um, Volley, uh, Tongue Lash, you actually see, it looks like Gumbo Gary is aiming at Tongue Lash, and you're like, oh, damn, I guess uh, Gumbo Gary got tired of, you know, Tongue Lash being, uh, being in the lead or whatever. Um, I, I think you might have lapped Tongue Lash at this point. But Tongue Lash is still in front. Uh, and Tongue Lash just starts to ball up. And you can see that Gunboat Gary is aiming at Tongue Lash. Uh, no, with a clear Tongue shot Lash. toward um, toward Zinc. So, what are you doing here? So, how close am I to Gunboat? I, I'd say you're probably right behind Gunboat Gary. Yeah. Wait, Tongue Lash isn't Zinc's mount, is it? No, it's no, that's the one that I rode. Okay, tongue, yeah, Tongue Lash is the isopod. Yep, and it's okay. starting to ball up like a woodlouse. Oh, Aww. so that gunboat Gary can shoot Zinc? <laughs> they're all in on it? You don't know if they're all in on it. <laughs> tongue Lash, I thought better of you. <laughs> don't blame the isopod. <laughs> So gunboat is taking a shot at, at or aiming up zinc, aiming at uh, aiming the, at the, in this part of the race. You're not allowed to directly um, use any kind of force against other racers, aside from you know like maybe jostling them right for position. Uh, there mm-hmm. is a part of the course where you can do that, but this isn't it. Um, but it looks like he might be aiming to blast tongue lash into zinc. And that's not direct. Poor tongue lash. Now you could you could try to foil that somehow, or you could just like leap over them and try to use this as an opportunity to make some more distance for yourself. Oh, you know you have that. uh, Oh gosh, what is that ability? No moral Moral compass. compass. Yeah. (laughs) 
what's what's our I can use my special armor to push myself on rolls related to raw speed. Yep. Um, because sandwich is fast. Maybe too fast. <laughs> Very you can, fast. You can keep using that ability without your special armor, but it hurts. Uh, yeah, I can only do that once without my uh, um, special armor because I can only take one level three harm. Yeah, oh, you, can, you can resist it. Uh, yeah, true. Um, I kind of want to, I don't know if I'd be allowed to use that and gun it and try and clip both of them as I pass. Throw his aim (laughs) off. Throw Um, his aim off. Yeah, I think this is, this is tough because it is, you know, single file, but I think sandwich could, you know, being a crab can scuttle real low. So maybe you could like kind of get in underneath them and bash them aside that way. Um, I was also going to ask how how smooth are the canyon walls? Are they like upright smooth? Are they rocky? Oh, they're rocky. Yeah, they're they're for sure rocky. Because crabs can climb on rocks. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So kind of try and use the wall a little bit up to. Uh, bust past them and Mm -hmm. knock them out of their plan. Okay. So I think just moving forward without, you know, helping Zink here, without trying to jostle them would be a risky standard. But if you're, if you're trying to specifically bash them as you go, it's desperate, desperate standard. That's fine. And then I'm, I'm going to expend my special armor so I can push myself. Okay. Uh, are you going to uh, give yourself another die or increase your effect level? Um, do y'all mind if I use a gambit here? Go for it. This is why we were saving gambits for this kind of yeah. thing. So I'll use a gambit for a die. Okay, plus one bonus die. And make it great with my push. Okay. So we've got a desperate great roll. With one bonus die. And I think we've got a pretty good metal picture of what this looks like. So go uh, ahead. Oh, and it's it's Helm. But I think we all we all knew yes. that. <laughs> Helm that crab. the triple four. It could have been worse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's still not great. Uh, so mark XP because um, oh. you're desperate roll. Yep. Ooh, let's see. You suffer severe harm. A serious complication occurs. Uh, yeah, I think you you do it. You do it. You jostle them, but um, you are uh, you knock off their aim so that gunboat Gary's. Can- <laughs> I love saying that gunboat Gary. <laughs> um, uh, his cannon kind of fires to the side and starts uh, pinballing. Um, oh, tongue lash back and forth around the canyon wall, and it's oh. going to clip you hard, uh, and you'll take uh, level three harm concussed. Um, Jesus, which you it's desperate. Oh no! Well, just yeah, hold I'm on gonna... to sandwich. Sandwich knows what to do. We spent a lot I'm... on sandwich being amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna resist, um, which would be prowess, right? Because I'm helmed. Yeah, it would be prowess in this case. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Snake <laughs> eyes. Me. 
Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I have one. I can't take any stress now. Yep. You're, uh, you're full up on normal stress. And hey, aren't you glad that you took Thrill Seekers? Because otherwise... <laughs> otherwise, I'd be traumatized. out. Yep. Oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> are, you, are you tied to Sandwich? Just let Sandwich keep going. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm still up. Just very close to not being. Well, just, you know, in case you're knocked unconscious, just trust Sandwich knows what to do. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of a complicated track. Sandwich might just like keep going as fast as possible in one direction. Um, <laughs> so tell you what, normally uh, I redu- would reduce harm by two levels, but since you're taking so much stress on this, I think it makes <laughs> sense that you just like, you know, your Augustan senses are tingling uh, and you just duck just in time and we get actually see, you know, like um, tongue lash, uh, it's shiny carapace, probably like brush over your your uh, well coiffed white hair um, as it ping pongs back and forth and kind of like lands uh, harmlessly at the far end of the canyon wall, you know, kind of outside um, mm-hmm. with the zinc still uh, nowhere landing nowhere near zinc, uh, and you got great effect. Uh, so I'm going to give you three ticks. So you're up to four on control first place. <sighs> Good job. Yeah, well, well, sorry for all the money you're going to lose. <laughs> Not necessarily, you know, if you, you have two more, and if you get three ticks on both of them, you're in first place, baby. Yeah, I mean, that I means know I you, have to get... You bet on you. <laughs> yeah, I have to get two greats in a row. Uh, well, uh, hey, remember that... Oh, wait, I was going to say gadget well we still have the one f- setup that we we could still flashback mm-hmm. gadget isn't going to be much help to you in the pits right now because gadget mm-hmm. is not in the pits but we mm-hmm. still can do some things with flashback for setups to increase your effect oh yeah uh okay uh yeah and let's cut back to uh gadget and myriad um Okay, so you've gotten to kind of the base of the bowl, the general area, and uh, it's it's quite wide, quite broad. Uh, there's kind of, you know, it's craggy on the top. Uh, I think you're probably like on the far side of it, right? So not the side that the racers will be going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of points to, uh, to shelter in. Uh, and f- from where you are right now, you know, at the far approach... Um, you can't really see anybody in particular. You know, Quell's vision was basically like, they're here at this, you know, they're kind of like in a, they're high up, they're here generally, but it doesn't, it wasn't quite enough to tell you like, oh, they're right there. So <sighs> what are you, what are you doing to find your way here? All right. So we're on our rented little sand boat here. Um, I'd probably have my sweet vision enhancing goggles to see if there's anything interesting to view and the sea of sand. Uh, What's you up to, Myriad? Um, I'm probably just scanning the horizon, looking for these beefy boys that, <laughs> uh, I, I shouldn't assume that they are boys, um, but these beefy- Beef squad. <laughs> I was going to say beefy You're bums. You're asking where's the beef? <laughs> beefy what? Sorry. Beefy bums. 
<laughs> These beefy beach bums. I mean, it's not a beach sand, you know. Um, mm-hmm. With plungers, not toilet plungers, but detonating plungers. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. So let's see. Uh, yeah, either one of you can try to study to catch signs that would lead you toward them. That would be one potential approach to take. Uh, yeah, this because right now the challenge is like finding them and then acting on that. Uh, Gadget, are you good at studying? I I am, and I know this area better than you, so I think I'll be taking over this role. Okay. Okay, so this uh, this isn't uh, just to gather information. You're kind of in the thick of it here. This is Mm -hmm. a risky standard uh, study. Okay, you got a five. That's good. Uh, The sixes are not with you today, Mm -mm. but it's okay. That makes things more dramatic. Mm -hmm. Uh, You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, So you're scouting around with your cool, um, definitely not the binoculars that Luke was using in A New Hope. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I think the uh, you spot actually the trail that um, Vac uh, was using to to get here, um, and you follow it up. You know the camera follows the from your perspective of the the goggles that def- the binoculars that definitely aren't Luke's from A New Hope um, traces it up to a high point um, where. Uh, at the kind of the crest again of the of the bowl um and then something glints back at you uh and you hear a crack uh and uh the sand bursts behind you and you're in a desperate position because they have spotted you and they have some kind of long-range caster gun they shot at you (laughs) i pull up my cane and shoot in generally the same direction. <laughs> oh god, your cane gun. <laughs> uh, okay, I move over to desperate. Let me see. Let me take a look at your sheet here. So that okay. is my cast master up at the top. <laughs> um, I think you would probably have limited effect here because they are uh, they have a good defensible position. They you know they have some cover. Um, and your, your cane gun isn't really like a sniper weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you definitely could, uh, you know, do some work or at least try to like make them duck so that you could run up on them, uh, or mo- drive up on them. Um, that's what uh, that kind of looks like right here. Wait, I took a normal load. Um, yeah. Let me, let me, let me change that. Um, let me take out Vera, my fine sniper rifle. <laughs> Well, that's going to do better. (laughs) (laughs) And shoot back in generally the same direction. (laughs) Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that would move you up from limited to standard. Is it fine by any chance? It is a fine sniper rifle. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I think that gets you up to great. Uh, It's still desperate, though. That's Um, fine. That is... uh... That's XP. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And uh, so, yeah, if you're firing back, that's probably a um, scramble, I think. I don't think there's... Is yeah, there's like a long... Scrap? Or scrap, sorry. Yeah, scrap. Yeah. I meant scrap. Okay. So scrap, desperate, great. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, if you could push yourself, you could do Devil's Bargains. Devil's bargain sounds fun. What what would the <laughs> devil's bargain be? Uh, let's see. The devil's bargain would be the boat gets fucked up. Yeah, they're gonna hit the boat. Oh man, oh. Augustine's pseudo daughter's gonna be so mad. Oh, and then you have to call your dad for pickup later, and it's embarrassing. <laughs> so they, clear- they clearly have a boat out there. You know, Vat Vat got there somehow, pretty quick. Just steal it. Um, not our boat. Do it. <laughs> We're crooks. <laughs> Wait, what does a devil's bargain do? It means, but basically, just means that I impose some like negative consequence that's going to unfold either way. Um, and that's but for a then bonus die. Bonus die or increased effect is how we've been playing it. Um, but you're already a great effect, so okay. Uh, I don't care about this boat. It's kind of junky anyway. Um, <laughs> <gasps> Understandable. Yeah, y'all have no respect for other people's things or junk. <laughs> this is myriad and gadget you're talking to. Quality, <laughs> you love gadget junk. We're going to turn it. this into junk, which you love. You're welcome. You're saying you should wreck it because it is junk, and Quell's like junk is important. <laughs> I hear Quell's voice in my head from like I hear Quell talking to my brain. Um, mm. But it's just Quell's voice, my imaginary Quell <laughs> voice in my yes. brain. Quell is not actually speaking to me. Um, <laughs> no, no, Quell's not really there. Uh, I will take the devil's bargain and take that extra die. Okay. So yeah, I think uh, another crack, and this time it lands uh, right in the um, the engine compartment, uh, and the boat just starts to seize. But uh, in the as the boat kind of shudders to a stop, you know, probably halfway up the crest, we get a shot of like myriad scoping in, you know, gadget probably like trying to fla- fan the flames so that they're or put out the flames rather <laughs> so you don't explode. Okay, uh, gadget, I'm like, yeah. you can fix that, right? And I shoot, <laughs> and we'll see. Six. Yeah. Right. Yay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Mark your XP. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm not gonna... I think this might be our first death of the entire game. Oh. But you know, they shot first. Um, and I'm not gonna get too into it, but it's definitely that scene from Saving Private Ryan where it's the sniper duel and the, <laughs> they shoot through the uh, the other one's scope. Um, oh. And yeah, the glint goes... You, you see the rifle tumble over. It actually probably tumbles over onto the far side from their cover um and that that person's done oh i didn't mean to kill him <laughs> oh that's okay no. they shot if, first you didn't say you, you can't <laughs> I mean, do I'm, I'm sorry when you're shooting at somebody with a rifle i mean like you, i mean you if, can't do non-lethal on ranged attacks <laughs> like Oh, that went better than expected. Okay. 
Uh, and yeah, they they were not they weren't trying to hit you non lethally. Um, so yeah, I think that person is done. Um, let me see how I want to represent this. I think I mean it's probably like another clock, right? Yeah, it'll be a six clock, um, and you'll already have three ticks against it. Uh, neutralizing the explosives. Do, do, do. Gotta remember how to make clocks. Here we go. Look at all these beautiful clocks we have. We have the race <laughs> finishes at two out of four. We have control first place at four out of ten. And now we have neutralized the explosives at three out of mm. uh, six. Now we need an eight clock. Need a what? Now we need an eight clock. We've got a four, six, and a ten. Oh, yeah. Hey. Gotta, don't, gotta collect don't, them all. Don't tempt me with a good time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think we can, <laughs> we can stick with this for a mo- another moment. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't even. <laughs> uh, delayed bad pun. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Player inspiration. <laughs> Next time we're playing D and D. All right. Uh, yeah, we can stick with this action for a moment here. Uh, Myriad doing a fantastic job of laying down suppressing fire. Gadget, what are you doing? Okay. Um, w- are the explosives explosives in our range right now? Can we get to them? Uh, you are close enough that you can see the wires trailing out. Yep, and there's two sets of wires. Uh, leading kind of in opposite directions, actually. But they're both kind of coming from this central uh, emplacement. That looks like, you know, uh, it's probably like, I don't know, 10 feet square, roughly, at the top of this uh, top of this crest. Surrounded by, uh, this, uh, you know, the, the sand rock. Okay, um, we should be able to get there in a decent amount of time. Uh, red wires, blue wires, you know what? That's too risky. How about I just talk to the explosives themselves? Quell does it all the time and always works out well. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I would have done if I was there. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> does it start Please with a B? Explode. Big boom. So, bomb. Bomb does. Go- going to attune with the explosives and be like, yo, my dudes, I'd prefer if you didn't explode at this time. Um, <laughs> how may I safely deactivate you? Well, this is interesting. So you're not trying to deactivate them by attuning. This is basically like a setup roll for yourself? Uh, yes. Or, okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this is still risky. Because that that nest isn't empty, you know that Correct. Vac and company were up there, and that was that's at least two people. Because mm-hmm. um, Vac left with somebody, um, so definitely still risky. Um, but yeah, I think you can, you know, kind of like army crawling forward, just reaching <laughs> out to uh, the the whatever strange machine spirit is in these uh these explosives yeah you can do a a risky standard setup for yourself okay we got a five on your attune uh and i think the consequence here is hmm i think yeah you get up to the wire 
Um, you get up to like a, a good point to clip the wire. You feel like you have a, an understanding, you know, you have an intuitive understanding that um, you need to kind of clamp it on one end and then clip it um, to not have it, you know, just detonate. But as you do, um, you kind of turn, or actually, I think a voice called pull. Uh, rings out its Vax voice, very you know business-like voice, and just say, "Drop the pliers, walk away, and nobody else needs to get hurt." And he's got uh, his caster gun posed on you, so you're in a desperate position. 